Hello, hello. You're listening to Disinfluencer, the podcast. I'm your host and founder, Simone. I created this podcast so we can have conversations with people about disability and business. I know, not two words you usually hear together, right? We're not here to inspire you. We're here to empower you and showcase what's possible so we can create a more inclusive world. I hope you enjoy. Hello. Hi, Simone. You're on. We're recording. Oh, great. (laughs) Are you ready to go? Yep. Off you go. Awesome. Well, Linda, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Now, <laughs> I just realised this morning we have um, kind of changed this interview once or twice, but we are like the week of end of financial year and you didn't cancel on me. So thank you so much. I can't imagine what your workload must be like this week. So thank you for joining us. That's no problem. It's got to happen sometime, hasn't it? Yeah, awesome. And I guess um, I like to kick off our podcast interviews by giving people a plug. So you're my accountant. Um, (laughs) I don't know if that's good or bad. You've already been fixing some of my messes up for me, which is great to have you on the pod to talk about that. And um, I found you, my friend Charlie, who you would know as Christy, um, raved on about you. So I'm like, Yes, yes, you're you're on our group, aren't you? So um, we'll get you sorted eventually. Yes, and um, yeah. So thank you for being on the pod. Now the podcast has been going, gosh, for nearly a year now, and I kicked off with a kind of quasi semi incubator, and through. Um, all the podcast conversations, I'm talking about people with disabilities um, and their parents and carers, people like me, and meaningful employment and entrepreneurship. So for me, as people would know, or if they don't know, I started a business accidentally, um, 365 Cups, a very long time ago because I had to create my own job because my son was very sick and having... Um, so yeah, so I kind of, um, went through that journey and that was an incredible journey more than I could ever imagine in a million years. So, um, it was amazing and yeah, kind of had to learn a lot of things I didn't know along the way and am still learning, you know, all this time later. And as I start on this new journey with Disinfluencer. So um, I've had Reese on the podcast and we actually talked about wills for Reese, which is, you know, something really important. And um, I've always wanted to have that accountant on to kind of, uh, kind of demystify. Now you said something really pertinent before we jumped on recording um and I I think a lot of people especially with a lawyer they don't engage an accountant or a lawyer at the start because they're like I don't have the money to do that (laughs) you just said well it's probably cheaper to do that at the start than to pay and fix up a big mess so um (laughs) I thought that was really good to kick off with because I think it's quite you know if you're not an accountant you don't know and you can do things. And I, I'm me, I've done this and we just discovered this last week when I set up this influencer, I've done it myself and I've done something weird and wrong and now you and your team have to go in and fix that. Um, 
And it's not because I didn't I didn't have an account. I was in limbo and I'm trying to, you know, I'm starting this business and I'm just doing all these things and I'm, you know, I'm not an accountant. I don't know how to set those things up. So I've done it wrong and now, you know, you've looked at it and you're like, yeah, we have to fix that. So um, can you can you tell us, you know, why it's important to see an accountant at the start of starting your business? Um, <clears throat> when I see new people, Simone, it's always I tell them it's like building a house. If you get the foundations right from the start, then the house can build up and you can add as many stories as you like. Get the foundations wrong and somewhere the house is going to fall down. It won't even need the three little pigs to blow it down. It's going to fall down big time. So I say, you know, come in for the first appointment. Let's talk about what your needs are, what sort of structure suits you, be it a trust, a company, sole trader, whatever it is, and go through the ins and outs of what each each mean and what's the best for you in plain English, no fancy talk, just plain English. Um, so you can, we together can work out which entity would best suit you. And then we just go through all the different things that need to be done to make that happen and what we do and what you do and how we will lead you every step of the way to make this happen. Yeah, amazing. And I guess, you know, I've kind of shared a bit of my, you know, not so much a pitfall, but the things I've done wrong. But I guess, you know, when you talk about those things that need to be fixed, you can talk about mine if you like. Like what are the pitfalls you see and how can that initial conversation, you know, avoid that? Oh, look, the biggest problem we have is people wanting to set up a company and they jump into ASIC and they register themselves a company and they come in and say, here, I want my company tax return done. They don't have any deeds. They never registered any deeds. They didn't know they had to. They just avoided that question when it said, do you have deeds? Um, they don't have any company registers. They don't have shareholding listings. And basically, they don't even have a company. They have a company number. That's all they have. And look, companies are the biggest um, issues we have of people who have got trying to run a business through a company. It sounds spectacular and it's only got a 25% tax rate and everybody thinks that's wonderful. But wherever that's, it sounds wonderful, there's always things that are not so wonderful about how do you get money out of the company and all these sorts of things. So we, we that's the biggest problem I see. And we've had about six in the last two weeks that have done exactly that. And now we're trying to unravel that and fix it back to where it should be. Um, and people getting their advice from the hairdressers, the pub or the shearing shed, who obviously know a lot more about tax than what we do. Um, and, oh, yeah, hairdressers are really good. Don't tell Charlie that. Um, hairdressers are really good, but I've come to learn that the shearing shed's probably equal uh, with the advice on on, um, on tax issues. So um, it's like they know their stuff, we know ours, we keep our finger on the pulse all the time of the changes that are going on. Um, so come straight to the source. It's going to be a lot cheaper for you um, all the way through and you're going to know that nobody's going to come back and say, hey, you can't do that after you've established a business name in an entity that isn't actually legal. Yeah, yeah. And can we just, Linda, take a step back? So can you tell us what a deed is and what the, the registrar is just like for those in the back? Just okay. can, can you so, tell us about that? Right. So when we register a company, we use a uh, a firm in Brisbane that specialises in setting up trusts and companies and partnerships for accountants and they're absolutely spectacular. Um, and when I order it online, I order the, the company online, I get the company register that says who are the shareholders, 
who are the um, directors, what the rules of this company are, what the rules of the trust are, who can do what, who can't do what, and all the rest of it. Um, it's a big, spectacular-looking folder, um, but it, other than being supplied to banks and things to open bank accounts and when you're trying to borrow money, uh, the rest of it sits in our office in our safe and we do the yearly stuff that needs to do to make that compliant. Now, without those deeds, um, the ASIC um, will come knocking at some stage and say, uh, who are the shareholders? Oh, well, I told you when I registered the company. Oh, well, where are the shareholders' documents? Where are their signed paperwork to say they agree to be a shareholder or a director? And it's just all the background paperwork um, that make it happen. It's sort of the stuff in a house that hides behind the um, gyprock, you know? Yeah. That's I love your house analogy. It's awesome. Yep. yep. Yeah, cool. All right, Linda. So um, your firm is called LCA Accounting and um, I'm just looking here on your website. So your mission is to empower your clients to transform their hard work into their life streams. Can you just talk to us? I know it says it's very obvious, but back to that kind of notion of, oh, the accountant, it costs money. Like your accountant should be your friend that is actually like in your kind of trusted network, your trusted oh, yeah. business work network that actually has those conversations to be like, hey, what what do you actually want to achieve out of this business and let's work together to make that happen? Yeah. So we have the initial conversation with them and get them started and then every year we ask you and invite people to come into a tax planning session, which we're just finishing up with now. When they come into that, we have a look to see how their business is going for the year, what they could do better, what they could do worse, what the latest tax rules are and more importantly, why do they do what they do? And they all will say, oh, to make more money or whatever. So I'm not interested in, oh, yes, you've got to make more money. But what I'm interested in is why do you make the money? What do you do with it? What do you want to do with it? You know, and the things I'm looking for are, you know, take the kids on more holidays, spend more time with the kids, go, and, go on a cruise or, you know, um, something like that, something, a reason to work hard, you know, to build a new house or whatever. And once we get to the bottom line of that, they start to realise that, uh, money isn't everything. It's great to make money, but it's better if we can empower your dreams to say, this is why I want to be self-employed. This is why I want to work. This is what I'd like for my family. And once they find their goal about what they're working for, their whole attitude changes about why they're doing it. And then, you know, we encourage them. Uh, we generally set people up on an agreed fee each year, so it's a monthly agreed fee, so they can ring up and talk to myself or any one of my 12 staff members and, um, you know, everybody knows everybody and everybody learns very quickly what people like, what they don't like, you know, how their kids are going, you know. It's a real family affair and we've got clients here who are fourth generation um, going back for up to 60 years because my father was an accountant as well. So some of those relationships have been maintained. There's certainly an awful lot of third-generation farming, uh, particularly farming clients, and um, you know everything about who gets along and who doesn't get along. And that's because the clients trust us and they know anything they tell us won't leave here. You know, it'll stay within the, within the walls here. But um, we also know when people are doing it tough and when somebody's died and we try to go out of our way to make things easy for them at that time, you know, 
and we say, you know, don't bother Mr. Smith because there's been a death in his family. Well, what can we do to help? You know, is there anything we can do? And we're very much a family within our team of workers here, but within our clients as well. Yeah, and I guess that really sums up what I've been trying to say to people is it's a relationship. Like you're the accountant, but it's all about a relationship and that's worth its whatever it costs because, you know, it's not about a business transaction or save me some money. It's a relationship. That's exactly right. It's all built on us being the trusted advisor um, and no, we don't know everything, but we've got a whole network of advisors around us uh, in some of the biggest firms in Australia that I've managed to make relationships with over the time. And sometimes you will get a tricky thing you haven't seen before. So, you know, it's easy for me to jump on the phone because they're my trusted advisors and they know who I am because I've kept in touch with them. So we do encourage our clients to keep in touch with us. Let us know if they're struggling you know, particularly if they can't pay tax debt, let's jump on that early. Let's see if we can get payment arrangements. Or if there's something my girls pick up when they're doing BAS statements each quarter and they go, look, this guy's downturn, you know, his, his income's not well. Or the other way is this guy's, go, you know, he's really kicking goals. Do you want to touch base and see what he's doing? And, you know, they'll come to me and say, hey, this is outside his norm. Um, and, you know, I'll touch base with them if they don't touch base with me first. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So, Linda, can we dive a little deeper now back to your awesome team? Now, mm. you have an all-female team. Now, is that deliberate and can you tell us a little bit about that? That, that happened accidentally. Um, that That's just the way it is. We actually, as of a couple of weeks ago, we do have one brave man that's that's popped his head wow. into our team. And I said <laughs> to him when he joined, I said, You'd better have thick skin because these girls will dish it out uh, yep. in some way. And um, he's, uh, he's proven to be able to fit in with the, the way they work and the way they bounce off each other and whatever. And he's been a very brave man. But, yeah, it's just happened that way. Um, I find in admin tax type situations, it's often that um, women will get things done. Mm-hmm. You know? They're very good at getting things done. Yes. Just, and you Especially say, the mums in the that's house. It. They're yeah. mostly mums. Nearly everybody's mums yep. here with young kids. And we run a very flexible workplace so that, you know, kids come first. And it's actually our, our biggest goal of value with our team is family first. Yeah, Whatever their families need. You know, we've got people who, who come in at 9 o'clock and others who work at 6 o'clock in the morning till 8 o'clock and, and then do their kids' stuff and come in around their kids. We've got others that prefer to work you know later at night or whatever but it's all and their their kids have got things on at school it's go to the children's school things because they're going to grow up and leave home real fast and it's my biggest regret when I had kids uh, at school is that my father was a very tough taskmaster as a boss and um, he didn't allow us to go and do any of our children's kids things and you know, I say to my team, go to that Easter hat parade, go to the school sports carnival, go to the presentation night. It's going to be gone all too soon. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Now, Linda, um, you're based in Wagga um, and, you know, I'm from Wagga and all of that stuff. But I also, um, through the Wagga kind of 
I don't know, connection, found um, I've been following Steve. Um, now, you do a lot of coaching with mm-hmm. Steve for your team. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we've been doing um, team coaching with Steve well before it became a compulsory thing for businesses to have mental health um, available to their team. Um, I think we're on our sixth year now with Steve and we see him once a month. In fact, he's coming tomorrow. And uh, he rings me about a week before. He said, what's the, uh, what's the challenges? And I might say, you know, work-life balance is out of whack or for the team this is, or um, there's a little bit of disconnect or people are uncertain about where this change is going or whatever. And he works on that. And we generally, uh, a mixture of playing games and interactions and whatever he tells us to do, I'm not sure what we're doing tomorrow, who knows. Um, But the team have fun, they laugh, they get to know each other a bit better. Um, And Steve, we also um, engage Steve to be available to our team any time that they need him without consulting with us. If they are having an issue home or work, they're free to pick up the phone and call Steve. No obligation. They don't pay. We pay um, for Steve to do one-on-one training with them if they need any form of mental or personal assistance in that in that regard. And that's been a lifesaver um, in a lot of ways. Yeah, fantastic. I'll put all the links um, in the show notes um, so you know who we're talking about for Steve. But, yeah, I see some of um, your stuff online and it, like on social media and it looks really fun and it's really great to see, you know, a workplace engaging with that. It's really, um, really fantastic to hear all those things. Um, people say to me, oh, it's worth too much money. No, you can't put a price on your own mental health yeah. or that of your team, um, you know. So I think people who are hesitating because of cost or because it just looks like you're playing games, um, I think you need to reassess and take a, you know, take a, a package, you know, six months and just see how it's work or, or take some of his leadership training courses that he specialises in um, and just see the difference that it can make once the light bulb comes on with people going, oh, I didn't understand leadership was about not pushing people or not trying to be putting yourself up there on the pedestal. It's about getting out there in with the team down on the ground floor you're one of them and you make it happen yeah yeah amazing okay well Linda I wanted to ask you um and I'm gonna really gonna put you on the spot with this one we've got end of financial year what on Thursday I'm hoping to have this out tomorrow which will be today's the 26th I believe of June so the 27th so um okay we can't do anything for end of financial year in three days but when, like, what's your top um, tips or something that um, our listeners can take away for next financial year to be, you know, in in top shape um, for their business? Well, Do you have anything you could suggest? In this next financial year, um, as far as depreciation and buying assets and things like that, I would strongly suggest that you don't sell cars and plant and equipment and big items like that until you have spoken to your accountant to make sure you know what that's going to do to your taxable income because anything you've used the instant write-off on is fully taxable when you sell it and it's going to bring a lot of people unstuck um, big time because going forward, if you buy a piece of plant of you know $100,000 um, up until 
uh, Friday, you could give that as an instant tax deduction in most cases. But going forward, it might be worth, at the most, it would be worth um, uh, 15%, so $15,000 worth of depreciation instead of $100,000. So things are very, very different. I'd also say um, to keep in touch with your accountant, you know, make sure that your BAS statements are okay and, you know, let your BAS, lest your accountant or your bookkeeper handle the BAS statements, you go off and do what you're good at and leave, pay a little bit and have really good service and make sure these things are done properly because we spend more time unravelling people's BAS statements that they've done and they've done incorrectly than um, doing anything, you know, anything else with that. So I'd say talk to your accountant. Mate, if you haven't got a good one, go and find a good one um, and, you know, make sure you know who they are and what they can do for you and tell them what you can do, what what you want them to do for you. Don't just assume they know. You tell them what you yeah. want them to do. Yeah. Amazing. All right, Linda, well, we're going to wrap up with some rapid fire questions. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> so um, I want to ask you, What's something um, you do that um, can be work or life related to um, unplug and relax or something you enjoy? Okay. Um, well, dementia runs very heavily in our family and my dad's um, suffering of that very, very severely at the moment. So after doing a lot of research and talking to a lot of people on that, um, he was brilliant with numbers. He's, he was a brilliant mind, but everything he did was around numbers, you know, Sudoku's and whatever. So you know, I said, well, you know, what do we do? What do I do to stop that? So to do something completely different, I do jigsaw puzzles and not easy ones, hard ones. And I've got a permanent jigsaw puzzle um, tray that rolls in and out of the room when I want to use it. So I've always got a jigsaw puzzle going. I read a lot. I read a book a day if I'm not at work, if I can. And I also um, ride my electric bike. I've only had a few spills off that, but it's teaching, you know, it balances all these things, balance your brain away from numbers um, and tries to get your mind off taking in other people's problems because we see so much here of other people's problems. You can soon get yourself weighed down and feel that, you know, you've got to solve every problem. And in a lot of cases we can't. We can support but we can't solve. But we do take a lot of it home with us and um, that's something I, I'm big on the staff not doing because, you know, they've got their own lives and we need to balance that out. But, yeah, they're the things I do. And I try to get away the last weekend of every month because I've got a little um, cabin down the south coast that I like to spend some time walking along the beach at sunrise. Oh, beautiful. Mm. I, I need a photo of that, you and that electric bike, by the way, but we'll oh, talk about I'll that later. You, I've got some photos of that. I've also got oh. some sunsets i'll send you those oh beautiful so um the next question is and it sounds like you've kind of touched on it a bit is your greatest work challenge at the moment and i again we are like two minutes away from end of financial year so oh my <laughs> challenge at the moment is we're converting our practice over to a zero practice yeah uh, we've always been on a program called handysoft which talks to the tax office and i've been using that since 1980 so i sort of know it pretty good yeah probably better than anybody um, but uh, progression says we need to move to zero so it's been a three week, three month challenge and yep. we turn off handy soft at 3 p.m sharp on wednesday 
So our biggest challenge at the moment is I've got all 12 staff members working on making sure our transition is complete. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's a big change. It's yeah. a big I'm... change. But it's always my other biggest challenge is, is my team, trying to keep people happy, um, trying to, you know, keep everybody everybody's needs fulfilled and sometimes it's a challenge you just can't meet yeah 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 it's it's a tough one that one yeah yeah okay last rapid fire if you had a podcast what would it be called and what would it be about (laughs) I've no idea I've only just started to learn about podcasts believe it or not Um, but I now do listen to podcasts quite a lot I listen to a lot of leadership ones and whatever. I don't know. It could probably be about starting your own business. I talk about that till the cows come home, um, making sure people have got wheels and power of attorneys in place and, you know, work very closely with the lawyers. We we don't do those sorts of things, but, boy, our life is a mess if we don't um, have yes. a place. Um, so, you know, just trying to get people to, to take the time to structure their business properly and to keep their eyes on the goal of why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, amazing. All right, Linda, not asking you to give anyone any advice, but considering our conversation today, if there was one action um, we could ask our listeners to do, what would you recommend they do? I would recommend they go and have a check-up with their accountant if they haven't done um, about the new tax laws and to make sure they've got beneficiaries nominated in their superannuation and they've got a current will in place if they haven't looked at it in five years it's too long yeah and we've like I said we've spoken to Reese um, at Bow Wood in Wagga as well so I'll put that link in the in the show notes as well because Reese covered um, everything about having a will and also why going to a lawyer and not doing one yourself um, a lot of a lot of things that you've said there Linda um, Reese echoed with you know it's if you do your will yourself, that's great. But will it is it legally? Does it legally stand up? So, um, thank you so much for being on the pod. Is there anything else we need to cover? Anything else you'd like to talk about? No, just find yourself an accountant you can relate to, um, and the, that's the most important thing. You trust this person. You've got a connection with them, and, and if you haven't, go and find somebody you can connect with. Now, Linda, you're in Wagga in the Riverina of New South Wales and do you work You work with me? I'm down on the far south coast, but um, can we send people to you? Do you work with people outside of the Riverina? We work with people all over Australia um, and, and, in fact, overseas as well. We've got a few in Canada, a few in England, but all over Australia. Um, people tend to not take their accounting work when they move away because, with with you know, with technology it's easy to bring yeah on the screen with zoom so you know providing you fit our ideal client and we are a bit tough about who we take in we have an ideal client survey that you went through um, and the reason for that is we want to make sure we're a right fit before we even speak to you because if we're not a right fit there's no point in going forward yeah amazing well linda that all sounds so good i'm going to put all the links so if you'd like to reach out to linda um or LCA Accounting, I'll put all the links in the show notes. And, Linda, we're we're nicely at 27 minutes, so I'm going to let you get back to your day and all the things. And um, I just want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. I just 
kind of made you do it. I kind of make people do that. And um, thank you so much for working with me and helping me out with my stuff. Um, and, yeah, have a great day. I'll, I'll, all right. I'll put all the links up and, um, yeah, it'll be out tomorrow or today. So, again, thank you. Thanks, Simone. See you, though. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Did you enjoy the podcast? If you did, make sure you leave us a review or share it with your friends or do a screenshot and tag us on Instagram. We love to see our listeners and get some feedback and tell us what you think. Until next time.